Hey guys, welcome into the Nolcast. I'm Bud Elliott, and what was that? Um, Florida State 31, Boston College 29. It feels awfully good to be covering a, a good team. Uh, but when you have a team that has expectations, like this one does, you, you also get a little pit in your stomach, like, man, they are really messing around here with, with this team that they shouldn't be messing around with. Look, if you're 26-point favorites, and we obviously didn't think FSU was going to cover that by much, mostly due to the hurricane, though, which I think had some effect, but maybe not an enormous effect, uh, you, you should take care of business better than that. I guess I'll start... I guess I'll start defensively because there was a lot that I liked and there was about 15 plays that I really didn't like. On a success rate basis, and people don't want to hear this because it's right after the ball game, but you know we got to be looking forward on this, right? On a success rate basis, I think Florida State held Boston College to a 19% success rate, which is incredible. The problem comes with the big plays. Florida State allowed 12 plays to go for 348. That's more than the Knowles had all day on their 58 plays. FSU had 340. Boston College had 348. Guys, that's... Uh, that's terrible. That's basically what this game came down to on the defensive side of the ball. Almost all of those plays were related to Thomas Castellano's uh, legs, either him scrambling, he had the one big one, or uh, more aptly, relating to the threat of his legs, meaning that you, you were not playing very good scramble coverage, if you will. And, and that's something that clearly uh, you, you think that this team – might need to work on some more. I mean, 348 yards on 12 plays, almost all of them, I think, had something to do with the scramble. They they didn't do a great job of keeping Castellanos in the pocket, or when they did, they were not able to compress the pocket near enough, right? It was, all right, he's in the pocket, but we're not really clamping down on it, you know? And to me, that's, that's a problem. Uh, coverage, I think initial coverage was not that bad. Again, like you and credit to Boston College clearly. Like that 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 kid played his butt off. And you're up 31-16 going into the final frame and they end up making this a serious ball game. But to me, a lack of push on the interior of the defensive line not really able to make a huge difference against those guys. And I'll give credit to Castellanos. Like he played extremely well. As a quarterback. Now, he's a different kind of quarterback for sure, but he played pretty damn well as a quarterback today, I, I thought, in terms of he didn't make a lot of throws that should have been picked off, right? He he had a couple that were just not great, but like he didn't, if she didn't drop a ton of interceptions. I mean, you look at this, this is just unacceptable big play stuff. So keeper for 29, keeper for 45, that's obviously the, the scramble there. Heck, the, the first big pass play of the game, I, I thought Fuller and the, and the defensive staff had a really nice, really nice corner blitz on. It's it's about to knock him off schedule, right? 
and they hit it for 35 because the the, the blitzer uh, to the top side of the screen falls down. You know, like that's um, that, that's fairly well schemed up, and then you couldn't execute it. And at other times, clearly, like you did not execute this stuff very well at all. So I I'm struggling like what to say about this. That that dude is super athletic played far better than they had in any game so far this year. I think it's pretty clear that Boston College had more fire uh, than Florida State did, and I don't want to make that like a cop-out. Like BC deserved, for the most part, the points they got, and Florida State did have a nice you know, stand down there by the goal line one time. But I thought the intensity and the focus and the execution, you could argue it was in Boston College's favor, and yet they committed 18 penalties. So like, can you really argue that it was in their favor? I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the penalties were, you know, were sort of self-inflicted stuff, but like, you know, pre-snap once the left tackle went down. Anyway, I I mean, 19% success rate, but allowing 457 yards is, guys, that's one of the wildest splits you'll ever see. Um, so would I panic? Not really. Um, but clearly, like, if they face another kid who's pretty mobile, you're going to have to find a way to defend that better because a lot of these weren't amazing plays by BC's receivers. A lot of these were just, you know, pretty good plays by, by the quarterback to buy more time. And then Florida state, when, when you get in scramble mode, they, they did not stick with them very well. So yeah. Uh, was Florida state lucky in the game? I see a lot of people in the in the, uh, the chat saying that. Possibly, yeah. Although I will also say, I mean, look, Boston College got a pretty lucky, you know, defensive score there and had some pretty important guys falling down. So, look, a sloppy effort, an effort that I think in prior years definitely gets you beat. And uh and yet you win it. Right? Isn't K a good running quarterback? That that's actually a pretty important distinction here. I I would say, uh, Cade referencing Klubnik, and we'll talk more about this on Monday on, on Monday night. But Cade is a good running quarterback. Castellanos is somebody who was recruited to play running back or you know defensive back, maybe or maybe like some kind of slot, you know, Jakai Douglas type role for the Knolls, which is a pretty high level of athlete. Like Klubnik couldn't do. That now he could be a much better, uh, you know, could could be a much better passer than Castellanos is, but yeah. Um, you also had, as far as getting lucky, Florida State also fumbled a kickoff. So, do I think they got lucky to win? Not really, but I I, I think the sloppiness with which they played uh, definitely. Definitely caused some problems. I mean, they they forced Boston College to throw it on them, and BC did so. You know, Boston College ran forty one for one fifty two, but I, I think, shoot, what as far as the running back carries, Robichaux twenty one for sixty four yards. That's pretty terrible. Barfield four for negative seven. Right, like that. That's also pretty terrible. Uh, and we talked about this last week in reference to the Knowles uh, doing a great job on fourth down, but Boston college, if you run them out there again, what, what are the actual odds that they're able to go four or five again on, 
on fourth down. Eight of 19 on third down, that's actually pretty good for BC. Four or five on fourth is probably a little bit unsustainable. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not totally panicking about this, but I'm also trying to maintain where I was prior, which is I don't think this is a national championship quality team. I think this is a team that can make the playoff. You're not immune from stuff like this, like, you know, 2019 LSU or, or like a 2018 Clemson or something like that, right? Or 2013, hell, 2013 Florida State had a pretty bad scare uh, about the same spot about, about a decade ago. So anyway, uh, that's about as much as I want to talk about the defense, I think. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to do the rewatch from from the, the coach copy to see exactly what was happening as far as some of the scramble stuff, but it was certainly concerning, you know, to, to see that. Yes. I know some of the guys on the team had the flu this year. That's, that is what it is, right? Um, not a lot you can do about that, but still like they played, uh, I'm sure the ones that needed to get treatment got treatment. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Chad, exactly. Right. By the way, let's we'll give a shout out to our sponsor here, Legendary Home Loans. Uh, this is the reason why when you assign win shares, you don't assign 1.0 against teams like Boston College. You've played them 100 times, you will lose five to 10 games. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, are, are you going to win as a 26 point favorite 100% of the time? No, you you won't. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Fuller is Kelly Redux. I think there's some different stuff going on there. Obviously. Look, team struggle. I mean, Bama hasn't scored on USF the first uh, first fifteen minutes too, and that, that's not me making excuses. But you you did go get a win with a you you got a win on the road in conference, missing a couple guys, had a couple guys sick. You you fumbled a kickoff and you allowed a a fumble six, and you still won. If you do that in a conference game, that's typically. Guys, like kind of a, a a recipe to lose, you know. So, um, all right. I I actually, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go back and rewatch just to really get a feel for what was happening. Some of the some of the you know, defensive rush lanes could be better, but like obviously the the main problem here is your scramble coverage. You, you, the guy the guy threw for 300 on you, and how many? were basically because you were unable to compress the pocket or unable to keep them in the pocket. You know? Um, I'm, a, I'm a little more concerned about the offense, actually, which sounds crazy, but like we know they can throw it around pretty well. Jordan Travis, 16 of 24, 212, no picks, two touchdowns. I get it. Uh, but... And the success rate just not amazing. The the lack of ability to get over the top, like thirty six percent success rate, is not not awesome. If you take out the scrambles, you know they'll they'll be higher, but still, like what, the the lack of of the explosive plays. You had the thirty nine yarder to Bell. You had the 40, 44 yarder to Wilson. The the longest run you had on the day was eighteen. The next longest run by anybody, uh, other than Jordan on scrambles, uh, or well, that was actually a pin on the one, was seventeen. Uh, you, you did not run the football real effectively in this football game. And that, yeah, we knew Boston College, their run D was probably better than their pass D, but we didn't really know. We didn't know that because we didn't, we hadn't really seen anybody who could throw it uh, on them. And 
you know, FSU threw it okay, but not great. And I, I do think that like Jordan has not played quite as well the last uh, the last two weeks as he did against LSU. I thought against LSU, at least the second half was was exceptionally good by him. He seemed like really locked in, pretty dialed. Uh, in the last two games, to me, we, we've gotten a little more kind of first half Jordan, and that's like, first half Jordan is a guy. Like, first half of the LSU game, a lot of what what happened in, in the uh, the Southern Miss game. You know that that Jordan's the dude who uh, who's probably more of like a you know fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, right? Second half LSU Jordan is a guy who is more of like a top four round pick, not a first round pick, but like just somebody who could you know, maybe be in the top one fifty of the draft. And and just to be frank, like with this roster, this is a very good roster, guys. But it's not such an elite roster from just a dominate everybody physically, every position, all the time roster that you can go win the big prize with with, with a guy who's kind of marginal to be drafted if if that's how he plays in that given day. Now, granted, that does not excuse how you played against Boston College. And I'm not trying to put this all at the feet of Jordan because it clearly doesn't belong all at, at Jordan's feet. Uh, but you know, some of the accuracy stuff, uh, some of the trying for home runs and, and not and maybe not taking the check down and, and staying within the, the the structure of the offense has been a bit of a problem for the last two games. And, and we'll see. I, I bet you other teams will continue to try to uh, to dare them to do some of the stuff they're daring to do and, and to test test Travis's vision. Uh, he's a guy to me that definitely like has a different gear he can get to and he doesn't always get there. I don't think any, anybody does, honestly. I thought Boston College, uh, for the most part, kind of outcoached Florida State on both sides today. And that's not like taking shots. Just sometimes the opponent's going to do a really great job. Uh, and that That's like a, a job-saving win if you get it for Jeff Halfley with a, a pretty outmanned football team. And they kept Travis and the offense confused enough. I do think this, this offense misses Mo Smith some, right? Not that Mo Smith is an elite player, but I do think he's a a, a good football player. Um, and so we'll, you know, we'll we'll see where this goes. I my main concern though is the run game. And this is kind of what we talked about. People gave us a lot of crap in the preseason when we were like, hey, this is not a top three offensive line in the country. It's a super experienced offensive line, but it's not a top three offensive line in terms of actual, like how good is the line? You have guys who have played a lot of football, but you have a lot of guys who won't be drafted, right? That's, that's kind of what it is right now. You are not able to get push against the decent defensive front. And I, we talked about this, pulled the tape, Boston College's defensive front is definitely the way or definitely the best part of their defense. And you just did not consistently get a push. You really couldn't run right very well at times. And it was almost regardless of the back, to be frank. I mean, it it's not like uh, like Rodney and those guys ran amazing. They had a couple decent runs, but you're not able to bust out that big-time run that you need. And that's that's certainly concerning, right? 
Uh, so, yeah, I, I I don't think the offensive line can get much better than like how they played at times against LSU. I do think that they could get better than they played today. If you get some guys back, you you, you get a little more continuity up front, right? But you're just not pushing people around. You really didn't push Southern Miss around. Again, this is not the I told you so game. It's just we try to analyze games kind of regardless of what the scoreboard says. You know, like we note, hey, it's it's really cool to be able to say, hey, this is wild. You know, look, look, look at this. Uh, look, look what's going on here with 66 to 13, and, and yet we're complaining a little bit. But you didn't really get you didn't get pushed against Southern Miss. And they forced you to a lot of third downs and fourth downs, and that's that's not great. Uh, it may just be that this offense is an offense that has to chuck it around a ton, and we'll see if they have to end up going to that. I, I don't think that's really what you want to have to do, uh, mainly because like, I mean, do you want Jordan to be hit like that? I I don't know. At Clemson, we'll talk about this more, but they do have some pretty damn good defensive backs, right? I think they'll come out with a better plan. But right now, like they are looking for answers in the run game and they're not finding them. You know, they're they're not giving, I think, enough push for Benson, who's kind of a momentum runner, to get going. I think the offense was confused at times by what they were doing on defense there, which is problematic, obviously. But like occasionally you're just gonna get held off balance on the day. It's like a you know, pitcher that holds everything, you know, to a to a good hitter in baseball. But Two of nine on third downs, one of one on fourth. You only got 58 plays in the game, mainly because Boston College, you know, held the ball for quite some time. Uh, is is not good enough. And the the explosive plays upon which this team relies were not there as much today. You had some, but you didn't have that like absolute home run ball to bail you out. What you did have was pretty damn good red red zone efficiency. But if you look at this. I mean, you had what two plays over 25 yards? This is an offense that has hit big plays constantly. But when you're not hitting those big plays, and look, I, nobody's going to argue, hey, big plays are bad, because guess what? Big plays are great. We, we, we like big plays. But the inability to do the little things right, just kind of the continued sloppiness, if it continues, we'll, we'll get you beat, right? Um, obviously, Travis got dinged up in this game. That's not ideal, but he played in the rest of the game. So I don't know exactly what it was. Um, Keon has disappeared. Yeah, that that was strange. I'm, I'm going to go back and when, when I watch the coach's copy to see, you know, to see more um, what 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 happened more with that. It it looked like they were trying to get the ball to other guys, right? Trying to get the ball to Jaheim, try to get the ball to Wilson. And honestly, guys, I mean, if we had this weird ass. Turnover luck. Sorry for cursing here. Maybe that's not cursing. It, it, if you don't have the crazy turnover luck, it's entirely possible that we're dealing with a game that is like, you know, 38-20. All right, that was kind of weird. At times it was pretty windy. At times it wasn't. Uh, man, that was quite a thrill to to chase that kid around the yard today as he, you know, as as he uh, as he ran around so much. But the two turnovers really kind of made this thing come come into to full focus. And again, 
I said last week, I, I bet you Norvell was pretty happy that he gets to coach his team really hard after that Southern Miss game. I think he's going to be coaching them really hard again. The inability for them to get first downs and run the four-minute offense and get after the, you know, like get after the clock, that's a problem. Um, personally, like that's that's not good. That will get you beat by a good team at some point. I definitely still think this is a top ten level football team. Um, if you want to just take the totality of what they played this year and think it's a top five team. I mean, is Georgia still losing to South Carolina? Yeah, it looks like Georgia's losing to South Carolina at home. So uh, that's kind of wild, right? Um, you know, Bama's losing to USF as we speak in the second quarter, which is kind of wild. They haven't scored yet. But you want to focus on you. And if the rest of the nation is actually as down as it might appear to be, uh, then, you know, that's that's – going to piss you off if you don't take advantage of that because i do think like if the rest of the teams completely like fall apart like at least some of them look to be and it's very it's super early in the season uh then you know you might you might have something there but you need to go and grab it like like you need to play your absolute best and 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 throw your fastball play that a game and have some of these other traditional recent year powers play that like c game or d game and right now, it, it doesn't look like, like a whole lot of A game. The, the run game to me today was was probably the most concerning thing that we saw. Right? Just a, a lack of continuity up front and a lack of, of a push up front, to be frank. like the Number three offensive line in the nation, huh? Yeah. I thought Boston College did a pretty good job, to, to go back to defense real quick, of, of limiting the rush. Florida State did get home on blitz sometimes. And then I mean, just your blitz success rate, I bet you, was pretty high. Which again, going forward, like that's that's pretty encouraging. Uh, but the the explosives that came when you missed were were pretty severe. Anyway, look, 31-29. You, you give up a short field score on the uh on the one that comes off the off the the, the, the kickoff, right? And then you you know you give um, you, the ninety five yard drive was certainly <laughs> pretty concerning, um, but you still get the win. Um, injury wise, didn't Bell come back in the game? I thought he did. Maybe he didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think the big thing is that Jordan played. Like Jaheim Bell's a nice player. I don't think I'm changing my prediction win or loss based on Jaheim Bell. Obviously, uh, you know, Jordan Travis I, w- would, would be the bigger thing. And we're going to have to ask a question, like, how well can you run him? Because c- can you pull the pin on that and and see if you can run the guy? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. We'll, we'll have to take a look. All right. Um, need to thank our other sponsors. Congruity HR does a tremendous job, as always. Madison Social, uh, at least today, noon games, they did suck. Yeah, that was not that was not great. Everybody make sure you go check them out. Uh, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Cellars, Winery, of course. Join us again on Monday night, typically, uh, for our fuller game review. No pun intended, but we will definitely uh, 
you know, we'll have to talk a little bit more about this defense. Is Travis still a Heisman candidate? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, they're still winning ball games. He's not throwing a bunch of picks. He had the pretty memorable uh, game over an LSU team that crushed Mississippi State today on the road. And uh, we'll have to see how he plays next Saturday. Probably have to use his legs a little bit more to get the run game going. All right. Whew. Um, man, again, like not extremely concerned with the result, but kind of keeping the same energy from last week in which we thought it was about the worst 66 to 13 the offense could play. With that, we will see you guys next week. Really appreciate y'all tuning in for the instant. Take care, everybody.